Hi, everyone. I'm Courtney White, and this is Jackson Walker Fast Takes. The U.S. economy is in a delicate state, and there are conflicting reports of a potential recession in 2023. If at some point we do encounter a recession, there is a strong likelihood that layoffs or reductions in force will occur across multiple industries. In this episode, Houston Immigration Partners Kelly Cobb and Sang Shin talk about how layoffs or reductions in force could trigger immigration-related issues for U.S. employers. Kelly and Sang, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having us, Courtney. Thanks, Courtney. You're welcome. So here's my first question. What are some broad immigration considerations that come into play during reductions in force, layoffs, or corporate restructures? It's always really unfortunate whenever there are layoffs, reductions in force, especially to your foreign nationals that are working for you on a visa, because it means that their ability to stay here is in jeopardy. There's really only one visa category that has certain requirements. And it's really important that employers try to be as compliant as possible. I, I think it's really important to, to make the decision to find, you know, ahead of time, will this individual or are they never coming back to the company or is there a chance we may rehire them? So keep in mind for H-1Bs, you've got to withdraw the H-1B petition and the LCA that goes with it so that as a company, you're no longer liable to pay that individual the prevailing wage. Other visa categories do not have that same requirement. The H-1B also has a requirement that you offer return transportation home. It's best to document that in writing that it was offered. Um, and if they decide not to take it, at least you have documentary proof that they decided not to take you up on your offer. I think you also need to look at green cards that you have in place or pending for your foreign nationals because let's say an I-140 has been approved, but if you're never going to re-employ that individual, it's maybe a good idea to revoke that I-140. Then with the I-140, you are saying that you have a permanent job for this person once they get their green card. By revoking the I-140, you are no longer saying you know, that you do have a permanent job for that person. You also need to take into consideration that whenever there are layoffs, reductions in force, that actually has an impact on your perm labor certification because there is a question on there that asks about layoffs in that specific position or similar to that position. So there are a lot of immigration components that best, you know, to always speak with your immigration attorney before you, you make any steps forward. Uh, the same is true with restructuring. Um, unfortunately, a lot of companies discuss uh, the impact on their foreign nationals after they've already gone through a lot of the, the steps. That it's really something you should consider first because Many times, the individuals that are here on visas are a very important part of that company that's potentially being sold or being purchased. Um, and this restructuring or this acquisition or selling off the part could have a really major impact in the negotiations. Wow. Thank you, Kelly. That's a lot of considerations for companies to think about. And it sounds like they need to be proactive rather than reactive is what I'm exactly. hearing from you. Exactly. Well, my second question is, can either of you provide some specific examples 
or scenarios of how this practically plays out with companies? Absolutely. Um, I'm happy to jump in on that one, Courtney. And as Kelly alluded to, and as you picked up, there are so many variables to consider. With U.S. workers, this conversation might be a little easier. It's never easy to talk about layoffs or reductions in force with anybody. But because foreign nationals, they are tied to a certain status, a visa, which keeps them here in the United States in a work-authorized capacity, that proactivity that you spoke of is much more important. So practically what happens more often than not are our clients will, will come to us and they'll say, we have a reduction in force coming and we have X amount of employees that we plan on doing something about, whether it's a layoff, whether it's a reduction in force or something that they call a furlough, meaning if we have a client that has a lot of projects, but they don't have any projects online, they'll say, we want to put this person on the bench for a little bit. And we still want them to be an employee, but we want them to come back at a later point once we have more work. And as Kelly mentioned, the H-1B visa, because it is so regulated, that's not necessarily allowed. But the one thing that we do always tell our clients is not all visas are equal. And since they're not, there may be some flexibility on other visa types that are not there for a visa like the H-1B. For example, our huge multinational companies, there is a mix of different visas that are employed. The L-1 visa is what we call an intra-company transfer visa. That's where they transfer individuals from abroad to the U.S. company. There may be some flexibility there, whether those individuals might be able to, to sit it out for a little bit or go back to another country where there might be a project available elsewhere for a little bit until they come back and work reappears. There are employment authorization documents where uh, some of these types of restrictions will not be there either, right? So not all visas are equal. It requires immigration attorneys to look at uh, all the individuals that are being considered, what their visa types are, and then creatively and proactively identify their options. Another scenario, especially on the corporate restructuring side, it's the same thing. When you, you have to identify all the employees that are on visas and see if what we call an amendment is required prior to that restructure happening or whether it's okay for them to stay on the visa that they're on. With any of these types of huge decisions on personnel or company restructures, uh, we always encourage our clients to check in on how that impacts immigration status prior to doing so. Thank you, Sang. That was very helpful. I was going to actually ask you, but you already answered it, if someone could change their visa status. So I really appreciate that clarification. No problem. So I want to thank both of you, Kelly and Sang, for joining me today. And for more information and additional JW Fast Take podcasts and webinars, please visit jw.com forward slash fast.